two, three, go. Okay. Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past two weeks, we've had three posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the study where the authors reported that healthy male participants could complete a short-term bicycle stress test while wearing a face mask with only a minor increase in carbon dioxide levels compared to wearing no mask at all. In the second post, we reported on a study where the authors noted that decades after leaving Division I collegiate athletics, former athletes have a worse health-related quality of life than former collegiate non-athletes. And finally, we highlighted the American College of Radiology's appropriateness criteria for acute trauma to the ankle. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors assessed the ability of 16 healthy and active male participants that were about 34 years of age to perform a maximal stress test while wearing a surgical mask or N95 face mask. Participants attended three sessions and performed a maximal bicycle stress test, which included maintaining 55 to 65 revolutions per minute, while load increased 25 watts every three minutes. They completed this test without a mask, wearing a surgical mask, or wearing an N95 mask. The authors randomized the order of these sessions. The authors continuously measured heart rate, oxygen saturation, respiratory rate, and carbon dioxide concentration in the last part of an exhaled breath. Participants experienced no difference in time to exhaustion, which was about 18 minutes, rate of perceived exertion, heart rate, oxygen saturation, or respiratory rate between mask sessions. However, the participants had a bit more carbon dioxide in the last part of their exhaled breath while wearing a mask, especially when wearing the N95 mask were using the surgical mask at 100% effort. In the study, the authors found that the participants could complete the task to exhaustion while wearing either mask. These findings complement another study where the authors found that cloth and surgical masks had no effect on time to exhaustion, arterial oxygen saturation, tissue oxygenation, rating of perceived exertion, or heart rate during a similar test. However, the authors also discovered that wearing a face mask could cause a mild rise in carbon dioxide levels, especially as the workout load increased. It would be interesting to understand further the effect of this mild increase in carbon dioxide during a session longer than 18 to 20 minutes and over a longer duration, such as a training season. Additionally, it's still unknown how this would affect athletes with respiratory conditions such as asthma. Presently, these findings suggest that people can wear masks during physical activity for protection. However, prolonged use is unknown. A period of acclimatization may be necessary for athletes to get used to wearing the mask during practice. Furthermore, periods of physical distancing could be implemented so breaks from the mask can safely be occur. Currently, medical professionals should encourage physical activity and convey the importance of safe practices to decrease the spread of the COVID-19 virus. The authors also noted that people with obstructive lung diseases, like asthma and heart disease, 
should undergo meticulous evaluation before resuming or starting physical activity with a mask. The authors of a recent review article also echoed this concern. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a peer-reviewed systematic review where the authors concluded that signs of central sensitization are present in people with patellofemoral pain, indicating altered pain modulation. They went on to suggest that signs of central sensitization should be monitored clinically and treatments with central effects should be considered as part of a multimodal plan of care. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries, the courses, and the article on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one and stay well.